owe so much to our Lord and Savior. We thank the Lord that He was willing to die on Calvary for us, but what have we done for Him in return to show Him our love and to show Him our gratitude and for all that He's done? God has been good. And we do owe Him a lot, and we're a debtor. And uh, He paid a debt that I could not pay. He paid for my sin debt. And I'm glad that I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I owe it to Him to live for Him. And so do you. If you'd like to find your place in Exodus chapter 2, Exodus chapter 2. And the title of the message is, When Blessings Become Hard to Bear. It's not an easy message here, but it's a reality of life. There's going to be times where blessings, I mean, I'm talking about blessings that come from the Lord, become hard to bear. And what do you do? What do you do when that happens to you? It happens to all of us. And I was visiting with a young couple in our church and just rejoicing uh, with God, with them, and over all that God has done for them in their life. And especially now they have a child and they're firstborn. And as I watched the baby being held there in, in their house and how everybody was just, you know, enjoying holding this baby. And, and it seemed like the very, it, it wasn't a hard thing to do. You know, everybody was just smiling and, and just uh, oohing and on over the little baby who was just laying there sleeping. And, uh, but, but a thought came to my mind and I, I shared this with the family there and I said, enjoy this precious child. Enjoy this time, this season in life. Because one day, there, there's going to come a time, there's going to come a day where you won't be able to hold that baby in that same fashion. Uh, one day, that blessing, this child that's given to them from God, is going to grow in size, and that's something that you expect, right? It's going to grow, and you won't be able to hold that child the same way that you're doing now. Matter of fact, there may even come a day where that child will hold you and that child will carry you. And have you ever had a blessing in your life become hard to bear? Have you ever had a child that you cradled in your arms when they were small, but over time that same blessing, that, that same blessing that God gave you became hard to bear? It, it's not that they're no longer a blessing, but the blessing has become hard to bear. So what can you do? You know, a job can be a blessing, but it can also become hard to bear. Co-workers. <laughs> Co-workers can become hard to bear. But yet God's given you a blessing. You have a job, but yet... In that blessing, sometimes that blessing will become hard to bear because of the co-workers. Sometimes it's because of the environment that you find yourself in. Sometimes it's because of the location or the conditions that, that you have to work in can become uh, uh, hard to bear even though it's a blessing from God. I think about a vehicle or a house and it's a blessing but it can also become hard to bear. There's payments to be made. 
There's maintenance that has to be done. There, there's lawns that have to be mowed. Uh, the, the house has to be repainted, and and you, you got to have gas for your vehicle or electricity these days, you know, and and, and things like that. But e- even these blessings can sometimes become hard to bear. So, what does God want us to do? What is the proper response when our blessings become hard to bear? In Exodus chapter 2, let's learn from this faithful mom here. Let's learn from this mom, from this dad who trusted God when their blessing became hard to bear. In Exodus chapter 2 and verse 1 it says, And there went a man out of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. Right right, there's a, a good secret on being able to bear your blessings right there is make sure you marry right. Make sure you marry someone that believes like you do. And the woman conceived and bare a son, and when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months, and when she could not longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and dabbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. Here in Exodus chapter 2, we read of a mother and a father who had been given a blessing. But it didn't take long for that blessing to become hard to bear. We we just read about Moses' birth here and his mom and his dad, they saw that they had a goodly child, uh, that they had a blessing from the Lord uh, and he definitely, Moses, was a blessing. They even feared God, the Bible says, more than they feared the king's commandment uh, and they were filled with faith and they would do uh, anything to keep Moses alive. Uh, But one day... Not long after his birth, uh, Moses, this blessing from God, uh, became hard to bear. There came a time where this mother was no longer able to bear the blessing that God had given him. She was no longer able to hide him. She couldn't hide him from the king's commandment anymore. So what did she do? Well, first of all, she did all that she could do. But then she had to let go and let God be God. You know, when blessings become too hard to bear, often we hesitate. We hesitate to let go. And we don't let God intervene. It's almost like we're running interference. It's almost like we forgot that the person that gave us this blessing is well able to take care of that blessing as well. Here's a mom and dad who did all they could for their son. They carried this blessing as far as they could and by faith they let him go and they just let God do what God would do. Could it be that sometimes we get so worked up and even get so burdened down trying to carry and care for our blessings that we fail to exercise faith in God who gave us our blessing? Moses' parents, they exercised faith when they went against the king's commandment. 
They, they exercised faith as they hid him for three months uh, and they still exercised faith uh, when they realized they could no longer bear their blessing and by faith uh, they handed their blessing back to God. They took their hands off the situation and, and just watched to see what God would do with their blessing. Oh, the blessings that we have they're, they're, that are given to us by God. Uh, wouldn't it be fitting that in our time where we realize we cannot bear them anymore, that we just hand them back to God? I think about the prodigal son's father and how he had to just take his hands off his blessing. He did all that he could do. Uh, he gave him what was his, but he had to just let him go. I like what he did. He didn't chase after his son. He didn't try to pull him out out of every situation and every little bind that he got himself in. And you know why he didn't do that? Because that boy would have never came to himself. Had he, he, he was looking for bailout after bailout after bailout. He'd become dependent on the bailouts. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, he'd still be looking to this day for a bailout. But he had to get to the point where no man gave unto him. Then he came to himself. You know, as a parent, that's a hard thing to do. Our children are our blessings. But when they become hard to bear, then we have to let go and let God be God. Because if we fail to let go and we fail to let God do what God needs to do in order to get their attention and help them, uh, which by the way, He can help them more fully than we can, uh, all we do is hinder what God is trying to do in their life. Uh, matter of fact, we're stepping in God's way. We're running interference with God. You see, in Moses' case, it was a quick fix. Why is that? Because he wasn't but three months old. A baby cannot go but so long without being fed or, or else uh, it will become dehydrated and starved to death. But in the case of the prodigal son, it wasn't a three, he wasn't a three month old. He was grown enough to think that he could make his own choices. He had provisions. He had so-called friends. He had options, and it took longer for him to get to the point where no man gave unto him, and he came to himself. But in both cases, the parents acted in faith and just let go and let God be God. They had to get out of the way so that God could carry their blessing. So what do you do when your blessing... My blessing, and no matter what it is or who it is, becomes too hard to bear. You're going to have to exercise faith in God. And you're going to have to let go and just let God be God. Turn to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1. 
It says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Uh, We don't need to go any further in this story. It's a very well-known story. I've preached out of here, I know, at least once, maybe twice. You never know. But but here here we see that this lady here had lost... uh, a blessing. And the burden that that blessing once carried was now placed on her. As long as her husband was alive, he worked and he made a way for the bills to be paid and their mutual blessings were brought up in a godly home. This woman's blessing, this husband that was a blessing to her had a testimony of being a man of God. He had a testimony of being a faithful servant and not just anybody's servant, but he was Elisha's servant. She said, thy servant. He knew Elisha. Elisha knew him. There was a time where he served under Elisha there and he was one of the sons of the prophets. But you know, this blessing lesson here that this lady had was she had the cream of the crop. You think about that. He rubbed shoulders with Elisha, but now he's passed away. And this wife and mother's blessing has become a burden that she could not bear. Many times when there's a loss of a spouse, especially when there's children involved, the effect of losing that spouse can become very overwhelming. What once was a tangible and present blessing is now just a memory of a blessing. So what do you do when you when carrying two blessings becomes hard to bear? Elisha didn't look at her and said, "Well, now now, you know, everything's going to work out. It'll all be all right. Don't just don't worry about it." Now this woman had already lost one blessing and now she's facing the loss of two more blessings. Sometimes the blessings of life can become hard to bear. So what do you do when that happens to you? First of all, you better go to the Lord. You notice that she didn't run to the quick cash or didn't run to the title loan company and she didn't go try to mortgage her house and put a second mortgage or a triple mortgage on her house in order to to do this. No, she just took her blessings to the Lord. She didn't just take her burden, but she also presented her blessings before the Lord. Hey, he was the one that gave them to their children and he would have to be the one that would take care of them. You see, there's never a time and this is something we got to realize, there's never a time when our blessings are not under the care of God. We may think that we're keeping them safe or we may think that we're the one providing for them, but it's the Lord that is keeping them the whole time. When this happens to you, you better run to the Lord. He's well able to carry your blessings, not just your burdens. Number two, you need to give God what you have. You need to make what you have available to the Lord. Elisha asked her, what do you have? 
I understand that this blessing has become a burden. It's too much for you to bear. But what do you have in your house? And this woman said, the only thing that I have was a little oil. And here's the key. Here's the whole key here. She was willing to make everything she had available for the Lord to use. You see, she was putting her entire faith her total dependence on the Lord. Hey, many times, you know, we want God to fix uh, our everything in our life, but we're not willing to put all our faith in Him. Uh, you know, we want to keep something in reserve. Uh, I think about that widow at Zarephath, and all she had was a little oil and a little meal, uh, but it wasn't until she made all that she had available to the Lord that He took care of her. What are some things that we fail to give to the Lord, that we fail to make available to the Lord? It's our time, our talents, and our treasures. We, we want God to fix our problems. When our blessings become too hard to bear, you know, we want God to take care of it, but we're not willing to make anything available to Him for Him to use. We want God to fix our marriage. You know, marriage is a blessing. But when it goes south, we want God to fix us, but we're not willing to make things available to Him. How about our finances? We want God to fix our finances. We want God to fix our health. But we don't want to give Him anything to work with. God, I don't have no time to give to you. But I need you to care for my problems. You know, people want God to fix everything on His time so that they don't have to give up anything on their end. Well, I can't go to church, but I want God to fix my problems. Well, I need God to help me cover my bills, but I don't want to obey God and give the tithe and the offering and, and, and give the missions. Yeah, I can't do that. Hey, that's my money. No, God gave you 100% of everything that you have. Moses' mom and dad, they did all they could. And then they made everything they had available to God. Moses' mama let Miriam watch over the baby. Everything she had, she put it out there so that God, she made everything she had available so that God could use it. She didn't know how God was going to save. She didn't know how God was going to come through. But she made everything, everything available to the Lord for him to use. That widow, Zarephath, she made everything she had available to God. In all three cases, everything turned out all right. Because when their blessings became hard to bear, they trusted the Lord. They didn't hold anything back. What are we to do when our blessings become hard to bear? You've got to let go. And you've got to let God have full control. You're going to have to get out of the way and just let God be God. You know, Mary and Martha over in John 11, boy, they had to let go of something too. And if you read that story, the one thing that they had to let go of is of what could have been. How many people 
get caught up in the could have been's. Had you been here, Lazarus would not have died. You can get so caught up in blessings departed and what could have been that you're going to miss out on the presence of the giver of all blessings. Martha ran to Jesus, but Mary stayed behind, the Bible says. How many Christians have missed out on a greater blessing simply because they would not get over blessings departed? I just don't feel like it used to. Things are different now. It doesn't feel the same. You remember when they rebuilt the temple there? And some could still remember how great it looked before and it just didn't look the same. And oh, some were rejoicing. Hey, they, they, they didn't have no memory. They were just happy to see what God was doing. And then you got some that was in there whining and crying. They just don't look the same. It ain't the same. What were they doing? They couldn't get over what could have been or what used to be. All that's going to do is hold you back from enjoying the present blessings that God has for you. I hear people say, and when they start talking about Christmas, you know, I hear about every year, I hear somebody say, it just don't feel like Christmas. I, I've probably been guilty of that as well, but you know, the kids have all grown up, and I can't, I can't get away with going to the dollar store anymore. You know, it went up to $1.25 now, and they charge you tax on it and all that. You know, I can't... <laughs> You know, kids want expensive gifts today. I remember when a piece of candy would do. Yeah, they, they didn't have indoor plumbing either. And I thank God for indoor plumbing. You know, you can either keep pouting. You, you can keep brooding over what could have been or what used to be and blessings of yesteryear. Or you can just rejoice over the fact that you still have those blessings around you. Yeah, the children grow up. Yeah, they, they, they develop different interests and things like that. And, and, and the gatherings are not the same as they used to be. Hey, you ought to be thankful for what you do have. Or you can just spend your time wasting your time on what could have been. I don't have the health I once did. Well, none of us do. Why don't you just thank God for the health you do have, for the blessing that you have today for being alive? Why don't you just thank Him for that? And why don't you serve Him with the blessing? that? Why don't you make that service, that good health that you have, that little health that you have, that poor health that you have, do you make it available to the Lord for Him to use it? Most of the time I find that those that are not involved in the Lord's work like they should be. They're the ones that tend to be the least grateful over their present blessings. They're the ones that will gripe the most. Sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes it's people that do a lot and they, they kind of get this uh, entitled complex and feel like they got a right to say whatever comes to their mind because they're so involved. <laughs> you better consider Christ. You better look to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith that endured the cross before you get caught up in that as well. Mary and Martha, they had to get in tune with Jesus before they got to receive their departed blessing back. 
You know, God has given us the blessing of joy and peace and love. But sometimes we allow circumstances to hinder us from enjoying those blessings. We're preaching on the subject when blessings become hard to bear. Here's one that's not easy, and this one's really, this one's not easy at all. Turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Hebrews 12 and verse 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Underline those words there. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. You better be careful because that blessing that God's given you to live for him, to walk with him, to worship him, and to be used of him. If you're not carried, you can get weary and you can feign in your minds. And right here, he's telling us what to do. When even being in, in the way, you get a little tired, not of the way, but in the way, you get a little exhausted, a little weary. It tells you how to get over that. It says, first of all, to lay aside every weight. And these weights aren't necessarily bad things. We understand that. Sometimes we can allow blessings to interfere with us running our race and accomplishing His will for our life. There's been many a spouse who has been hindered uh, by the other spouse from accomplishing all that God had for them to do. Well, I can't give of my times, my talents, and my treasures to the Lord as much as I want to because my spouse will not be happy. I, I can't surrender to preach or I can't go into the ministry because my spouse would not support me. Now we're talking about a blessing. That spouse is a blessing, but sometimes blessings can be hard to bear. And don't get me wrong. You can't abandon or get rid of your spouse because they're holding you back from doing, doing the will of God for your life. You can't do that. That's not taught in the Bible. When a blessing gets hard to bear, then we must keep praying for that blessing. And sometimes we're just going to have to bear under that blessing and pray for them to get right with God and just keep being faithful to the Lord. You know, a job can be a blessing. But it can also become a weight that keeps us from running our race. God says to lay aside every weight. That's anything, even blessings. He says, you better put that aside if you're going to serve me. If you're going to run with patience, then you're going to have to put that aside and keep me first. You know, there are other jobs out there. God will take care of you. But you're going to have to let go and just let God have His rightful place. What keeps us from laying aside every weight? Even blessings to, that, 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 to run our race with patience. It's a lack of surrender. And it's a lack of faith in God. Jesus, it said, consider Him. Consider Jesus. He's our example here. 
Jesus laid down everything, everything to save our wretched souls. But how often do we let the blessing, a blessing from God, hinder us from running our race with patience? If we're looking unto Jesus and considering Him, then we won't hesitate to lay aside every weight. There's been many a young person get so absorbed with getting a spouse that they settled for a burden instead of a blessing. They had their plans, they had their dreams, they had their goals, they had when they expected to be married, who they expected to be married to. But the problem is they forgot to look unto Jesus. They forgot to consider Him and before long that relationship that was meant to be a blessing and a producer of blessings is going to become hard to bear. Now, I wouldn't discourage anybody from getting married. Outside of being saved, I promise you, it's the best blessing I've ever received after salvation. But how many Christians have gotten so hung up on wanting that blessing that they overlook the best blessing and the most important blessing? In Psalms 127, 1, it says this, Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. There's been many a person marry for the wrong reason. They didn't look to Christ. They didn't consider Him or His will. They either married for looks, they married for money, they married out of convenience or out of lust, and sooner than later... What was meant to be a blessing and a favor from God becomes hard to bear. What's the most common reason cited for divorce? What is it? Well, here in America, it's lack of compatibility. We're just not compatible. The truth is, it's a lack of humility not willing to humble themselves one to another. It's not a lack of compatibility. It's a lack of humility. You know what should unite a man and woman? You know what it is? It's not looks. It's not money. It's not dreams or goals. It's their faith in God. Marriage is a blessing but you have to work at it. And it's much easier when both spouses are walking with God as their shepherd. I'm sure that there's many a times that my wife over the last 31 years would have loved to wring my neck or more precisely knock me out. But you know what she did instead? She just fell back on the word of God and she just gave that matter to the Lord. When a couple gets married, they unite in holy matrimony. Sometimes a blessing of marriage can become hard to bear. So what do you do? You fall on the word of God and you do what it says. And God will always honor his word. You know it's a blessing to be able to live for God. 
But if we allow certain weights to hold us down, then we will miss out on enjoying that blessing. What was meant to be a joy will become a burden. Running our race and living for Christ will become a burden instead of being a blessing. There's many other weights I could talk about tonight. I could talk about hobbies and family and entertainment, sports, careers, investments, dreams, or anything that entangles us and keeps us from running our race with patience. And in and of themselves, they're not bad things. Matter of fact, all those things can be a blessing if they're used with discipline and and they have their right priority. But if any of those things keep us from doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord, that it will and it is a sin. And that sin needs to be dealt with. We need the Lord's help. What are we going to do when blessings become too hard to bear?